What is going on, everybody? We are going live. This is the third show I've actually done today, but the second one about Paul Christ. And I am stoked to do it. We're going to have a bunch of all awesome people on the show. Um, we're going to respond to a ton of chat, comments, questions. Um, again, get a bunch of people on. We're just going to talk about it. We're going to chop it up. This is all about building that Badger community. We've talked about this a bunch. I think Locked On Badgers is becoming, honestly, and I'm, I'm obviously biased, but the best Badger community out there. So we're going to keep talking about it. Paul Chris has been fired. And with that, become you know really comes a range of emotions. So we're going to talk about all that and more on today's Locked On Badgers. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Today's show is brought to you. Uh, I want to really quickly, today's show is brought to you by um, LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On Network. Uh, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn dot com slash lockdown college terms and conditions do apply and again we're going to get a bunch of people on the show we got justin that's going to join the show rajiv mike scott dylan from wisconsin sports heroics awesome awesome guests as always and i really before we get started on that i want to say thank you to everybody who has helped build the lockdown badger community your show every single day uh we went over a thousand subs on the youtube channel today which is a hundred percent a reflection of the type of people we have on the show it's Justin, it's Scott, it's Dylan, it's Mike, it's so many other people that have helped build this, um, and I appreciate y'all so, so much. So we're going to get into that, talk about the Paul Chris firing. Uh, let's bring Justin, let's bring Scott, Dylan on the show. Guys, uh, this is incredible. I was stunned by this. Um, we got a bunch of comments, a bunch of people we want to get on the show. I want to kick it out to you guys, though. Dylan, I actually want to start with you on this one, Wisconsin Sports Heroics. What was your initial thoughts here? Uh, my initial thoughts on the firing was um, I was shocked. Um, I think that if there was going to be a change in leadership at Wisconsin, it was going to be at the end of the year. Um, I thought, honestly, Paul Kurtz deserved to potentially serve the rest of the year. I think everything he's done at Wisconsin, um, obviously it hasn't gone the way that they wanted to, and it was starting, the program was starting to potentially trend in the wrong direction. But um initially i was shocked and i thought this would happen at the end of the season not necessarily at the middle part of the season i actually have a thought on this and i'm, I'm curious if you guys agree with it or not do you feel like this is being a move being made the way it's being made to give leonard kind of a chance to prove himself a bit and also gives them the opportunity to still kind of feel out what national candidates are going to be available before going into next season. Cause it feels a lot like this is a, Hey Jim, this is yours. If you know, yours to win, but we're going to, you know, do our due diligence while you're, you know, getting your run, your legs under you here. So let me, let me cut in there. And then Scott, I want to kick it to you. I did a live show immediately when this happened. First of all, this is my third show today. So I did a, <laughs> a quick live show on Paul Christ. Before that, I did a show that said, hey, now's the time to talk about Paul Christ. I, I didn't believe <laughs> – and I know it's easy for me to say that now because I've deleted it because it would be pointless. But it was it was silly for me to think that we had to wait an entire another year to see where the conversation would go. Um, so, Justin, to your point, the live show I just did, I said the exact same thing. I think it's a perfect point. The, the uh, whole This is incredible timing, right? We can see what Paul Christ – or not Paul Chris, sorry, Jim Leonard does for the rest of the year, and if the team responds or not, we get like a trial run and a coach we all want to take a look at. I just think it's an incredible, incredibly good job of timing. Um, Scott, I want to kick it to you and see where you're at on this, because I think this caught all of us by surprise. 
Yeah, it was one of those like surprisingly unsurprised. Like, I'm surprised it happened, but at the same time, after we spoke yesterday, we knew it had to happen, and like our heart of hearts, um, I would assert that we weren't beginning to trend downward. Like the the trend downward had been happening for the last couple yeah. of years, and yesterday, as we said, was the culmination of all of those things, those, those problems, the, the lack of creativity and thinking outside the box on offense, the, you know, the recruiting issues, the, the low energy, everything just coming together and just kind of cratering. And I think that that's exactly what it was, Justin, today is, you know, this is Leonard's trial run. And I think that if we come out and we continue to look pretty much the same. And he goes, in my opinion, if he goes anything less than like five and two, I, I don't think he gets the job. I think mm. he's got to look great. I think it's got to be like a great guard. I think, I think he has to show at, some progress is it, what needs to happen. It has to be and the energy. Everything has to be, a, it has to look different. They obviously didn't like how it was looking. So if it, if it doesn't look significantly different, and um, from from the top down with, you know, the the energy, the offense, if we don't start making some headway, you know, with recruits. Um, but most importantly, if we're not winning, if we're if we go 500, he's not going to get that job. They fired Chris because they wanted they wanted to go in a different direction. They weren't going to let you know that continue. And I think Leonard, if he ends up keeping this job next year, it's going to be because they played amazingly well for after he became the intern. Let me ask this question, and then I want to see. Uh, Mike's in the chat, uh, Rajiv, Mark. I want to get all you guys in this as well. We have a bunch of comments to get to. This is going to be a big community show, and I appreciate everybody stepping in. Is that a fair standard to hold Jim Leonard to? Because this is kind of a broken program right now, and I don't know the right answer to that, Scott, to your point. Is that a fair standard to expect immediate improvement from an offensive line that's been broken, an offense that's been broken, and a defense that, quite frankly, hasn't been very good? Uh Dylan, is that a fair standard? I don't know. I, I really don't know the answer to that. Well, I think there definitely has to be improvement. There has to be improvement shown almost immediately. Um, and we see this not just at the college level, but at the professional level. Anytime a coach gets fired midseason, it kind of lights a fire underneath the team itself. So going into Northwestern next week, I would be shocked if they didn't come out um, with a little more energy, a little more fire, a little more passion, which – um, you know, over the last couple of weeks or last couple of seasons, that was definitely a question. So I think Jim Leonard is going to get every opportunity to get this job. And I think the players are going to respond well to him because, um, you know, he's well-rounded. He's well liked among the program, among the university. So for, you know, players who just lost their coach, um, I think it's definitely going to light a fire under them. And I, you know, I think they're going to bounce back, and um, I think we're going to definitely see some improvement. Can I say quickly, like, fair mm, or not, I think that's what it is. Like, fair or not, it's just I think it's the reality of the situation. If we don't look drastically different and better, this is – and Justin spoke about this yesterday where this isn't – right now this is a program that's got a lot of history. We're still – it's recent enough that, you know, we – played in big 10 championship games. We played in some new year's six bowl games. 
if we waited too much longer, you know, we might not be able to attract those big names. We've got Nebraska who's going to be going after some big name coaches too. So fair or not, it is what it is. If he doesn't, if they don't look much better, I think we're going to go outside the program and uh, we're going to go for a big name. And I think Wisconsin's a big enough program that they can score that big name. Here's one of the other, one of the other factors that I don't think is people are really acknowledging that I think it plays a role in this too. For one, Paul doesn't offer you or didn't offer a lot besides football to what is a massive, you know, business. It, it, It is what it is. Like, he was not a guy who wanted to do the the marketing for the program. He's not a guy that wanted to go out of his way to do to be a super big grinder when it came to recruiting and everything else and and put a ton of infrastructure into the program. And there's a lot of things there. I don't I can't speak for the athletic department, but this is a move that tells me that maybe the athletic department was more in on wanting to be all in on things than than what we thought. And Absolutely. it's possible that maybe McIntosh is like, "Hey, listen." Mm. You're, you're not doing all these other things that a lot of the other programs out there are doing to help us elevate ourselves. And now you're not winning. You know, you're not playing winning football. And you're so also not can, winning. Yeah. Yeah. We can find somebody who who can do this and also, but will also, you know, build the program up and make us more. Because Wisconsin's, like it or not, we may not be a national recruiting team, but we are a national brand. And Wisconsin can can really make huge gains in terms of the way they're viewed nationally, especially with recruiting and everything else. Like, if, I think what they do need is Leonard really needs to find somebody who's going to be aggressive offensively because I do think that that makes a huge difference. And hopefully, that's that's where we're looking at here. We do find out that Ingram was was being kind of handcuffed a little bit, and he's allowed to kind of do his own thing and, and let it rip because that's, I mean. Like it or not, if they're going to win these games, they're going to have to to roll the dice on the offensive side. Well, and that's what I was saying on the live show is, and I'm curious to get your take on this, but we have no clue what Jim Leonard thinks offensively as a scheme. Like we have no clue. Um, I, I want to before we before we jump into that though, I do need to take a quick second. Uh, Mike, Rajiv, Mark, Chris, uh, Rock Westfall, we got all of you in the queue. We're going to get to you really quick next. I I want to end here though. We got to take a quick break for sponsors, and we're going to get back to hear what Dylan, Justin, Scott, um, all think. I do want to point out the fact that this should not be a dance on Paul Chris grave party. No. Um, Paul no. Chris Paul was a great dude. It's He's a bitter great sweet. dude. It's bitter. It's very sweet, bittersweet. Yeah. Yes. And he won 70% of his games. Like I think all of us mostly agreed and Dylan, I would like to get your take on this after the break, but I think we agreed this program. And I think you already said it, Dylan, it wasn't going in the right direction, but Paul's a great dude and he's a Wisconsin guy. So yeah. this is not like, I don't think any of us are happy what happened here. But we also, I think, mostly agree that it's probably the right course of action. Um, so we're going to get into that more next. But first, I do want to really quickly, today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs is your number one source for all of your business hires. If you need to be 100% certain on the right type of people to bring into your company, LinkedIn has tools, screening tools to help you find the right person. And what a coincidence. We're talking about bringing in the right coach right now. Maybe they can use LinkedIn to help bring in the next coach, the next head coach at the University of Wisconsin. How's that for an advertising segue? Simple questions help you get the right skills, the right opportunities in through the door. And it's something that I've used in my career uh, a lot as an IT professional. It's helped me tremendously get new opportunities and continue moving forward as a career professional. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. 
Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Really appreciate everybody tuning into the show. Uh, we're going to get Justin. We're going to get everybody back on. We're going to bring Mike on, longtime guest of the show, Dylan on. Uh, Mike, man, uh, you've been on the show several times. Just where are you at on this? Is this something that I don't think any of us saw this coming five five games into the season? No, no. This is honestly crazy. We just had McIntosh a few days ago giving the classic coach speak of, I'm very confident in our head coach. I think he's the right guy for the program. He's the right man for the job. And usually at other programs, that's usually signals the death penalty. That coach Perhaps we should have known that. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I was convinced. I'm like, it's just same old Wisconsin. We're not going to do anything. He's saying all the right things. But lo and behold, look at us. He actually got rid of him just days after saying that he mm-hmm. thought he was the guy for the job. I told my dad it was the kiss of death the second that <laughs> happened. I'm like, that. unless it's Jerry Jones, who just he just wants to spite people. Everybody else, every other GM, everybody else an admin, they say that it usually doesn't happen the same week, but teams usually don't go out and have their yeah. worst loss in decades. That's and lose the 24 to Illinois. I, I think it's a good point. I, I want to get your guys' take on this, kind of go around the table. Generally, we have said Wisconsin isn't going to make a rash move because Wisconsin maybe doesn't put that same emphasis on, on recruiting. This is a reportedly, this is a $16 million buyout. Mm-hmm. for Paul Crest like that. I don't, I, let's go around the table on this, but that tells me that a Chris McIntosh, McIntosh is all in on football and B he recognizes the problem and he's not afraid to pull the, the trigger there. I think that's incredibly optimistic. Like that's a really hopeful thing as Wisconsin Badger fan to at least see your administration feels like they're all in. Yeah. I, I, I think that what we're learning is that it's clear that this is not something that's been the last few weeks that has been kind of brewing. They clearly were not happy with the results we've been seeing the last few years and felt like things just weren't getting better. And, you know, I I can't speak for anybody else, but this last few years has been different than what we've seen in, in previous Wisconsin years. Like normally we'd have a down year and we'd rebound. Like even under Alvarez, when he was building things, he had a bad year, he would come back the next year and, you know, challenge for the conference title. And, you know, he had a harder schedule back then. Things have really struggled the last few years overall. And I think that it was one of those things where it was like, there's too much that we're like, we, we have too much to offer here for this to be what we're putting on the table. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I think this is a really big, uh, I, one of the first things I thought too was, with Chris McIntosh was this was a this was a statement yep. made by an athletic director who hasn't mm-hmm. been around very long that you know that this isn't the Wisconsin way this isn't how we're gonna run things we expect to not only compete but to contend for Big Ten West titles mm-hmm. year in and year out so that's that's one of the first things I thought too and and you know you can just see 
everything was starting to teeter the wrong way over the last couple of years. And I think with Jim Letter now, this is still a winnable Big Ten West. Yes, Wisconsin's the only team that hasn't won a game in the West right now, but everybody else, but there's still only one game out. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is one and one. And everything that Wisconsin wants to do still is right in front of them. So this is a great opportunity for Jim Leonard. And I think Wisconsin wants him to be the next head coach. And it's just going to be a matter of how Jim Leonard performs really. That's a great point. Um, Mike, I want to give you really quickly, any last thoughts? I got to, I hate to to put you off the show. I got to bring some other people in, man. And I definitely want to get you back on because you've been an awesome contributor. Um, Any last thoughts on your end here before we, we wrap that up? Yeah, well, last thoughts. Just want to say, if Jim Leonard doesn't work out, my candidate that I want, that some people, I don't know if anyone's been thinking about this, I want Todd Munkin at Georgia. Mm. Offensive coordinator, offensive mind, runs a pro-style system similar to what Wisconsin has run, would bring that Kirby Smart elite recruiting, like live and breathe recruiting system. I think he would be a fantastic fit. We could afford him. We'd give him the raise. I think he would just be an amazing fit. I, anyone that wants Lance Leipold, that's great, but he's 58. He's older. I'd rather have the young up and coming guy like Munkin who is more realistic and could really help turn around the program. Mike, I love it, man. We'll get you back on the show later this week. Uh, if you can, I would love to have it. Yep. Love the Mike shows for sure. Oh, uh, Mike, Mike is awesome. All right. So, um, that's an interesting point. Like that, that Georgia recruiting powerhouse, like you could certainly use some of that energy in Wisconsin, the way they built that recruiting department. I want to get Rajiv on the show. Um, man, you've been, uh, we had you, we were, we were on here earlier. We were talking to you earlier when we were just kind of, uh, chilling. Dude, what are your thoughts on this? Is this something that surprised you or does this feel like the right timing? I think like all of you guys, it surprised me, no doubt. Um, and it does feel like the right time. Look, it sends the message like, um, like Dylan was saying, that this program that Barry Alvarez built is not going to just be, it's not, we're not, we can't let it get burned down. We have to be a dominant force in the West. And in two years, we're about to bring USC and UCLA into the conference. What's going to happen then? I mean, we have, we don't know what the divisions are going to look like, if it's going to just be added to the West, but I mean, we're both about to the right get, now, the what, 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 what was that, Scott? Sorry. Both of those teams are undefeated right now too. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, the big is only going to get harder. And now with Jim Leonard, we have a new voice, a new vision, a new mm-hmm. energy. We talked about energy on the show yesterday, and I hope that he brings that. You know, um, Scott was mentioning earlier about next year. I, I agree that things have to change. I don't, however, think that it's necessarily going to be tied to record. I mean, I think that if the energy is up and if we're seeing things differently, if we're making some moves offensively, I think that. You know, if we see enough change, we don't necessarily have to go five and two or even above 500. Not, not that I don't think we need to go be, be five, above 500, but I think he's going to get a shot next year if he proves that he's going to make some positive change. And if Bobby Ingram, if the handcuffs are off him, that'll be great. Um, or maybe it's a new offensive mind, but we need to go back to doing things creatively. We, I mean, we talked about it yesterday again. Every day, every show, every every play, we know what's going to happen. We know every single series what's going to happen. So does every team mm-hmm. they're playing. And, you know, Minnesota's got a loss now, so the Big Ten is wide open. Dylan said that too. I mean, this is our, this is our chance. We have a schedule that is somewhat – I mean, it's winnable. And, you know, we can get through the Big Ten West. The other point I would make is I think that this is really going to trickle down to the recruiting, right? We've been talk to, talking about – um, how you know the recruiting department's been a mess. It took forever for him to add people to it. What's it going to look like now with Jim Leonard, someone who's NFL proven, someone who's got, who's younger and who has, who's done a lot with the defense. 
So now, you know, what, how will that, if you're a Wisconsin recruit right now, deciding whether you're going to come there, what, what does this show you now? You know, you've seen what Paul Christ has done the last couple of years. You've seen the program really, it's, we're not, we're not on the verge of a tailspin. We are in a tailspin. So I think this will help that recruiting. And it's going to be interesting to see whether we lose anyone from this, whether we gain anyone from this, but trickling this down into recruiting is going to be a really important part of how we move things forward. But listen, I'm happy about this. You guys know I wanted this badly. I really feel like we needed this change. And more than anything else, it's energy. We have to have energy back in this program. We had it for years with Barry. We had it with Brett Bielma. Whether we liked it or not, we had it, and we need it again. Yeah, That's a great call, man. Uh, Rashid, thank you so much for dialing in, bro. Uh, appreciate you on the Discord. Please continue doing it. That was awesome takes. Yeah, thanks, guys. I want to kick it to you guys because I think the energy thing's interesting. Like they they kick it over to uh, they look on the sideline in the game. And uh, by the way, Mark, Chris, Evan, Rock, Westfall, see you guys. You guys are coming up next. I'm going to get to everybody. I promise. Um, I'm sorry if it takes me a while to get through everything, but I, I do want to respond to Rajiv's great take on energy. It, Paul Chris just looks disengaged, and I don't know if I'm overestimating that, underestimating that. Is Jim Leonard that different? I think he is. Um, I think. Listen, I don't know. Like I've I've heard stories about him. He's a guy that gets on the refs and stuff like that during the game. Um, he definitely gives a better quote. I don't think he's a guy who's he's he seems like he's a little bit more of a snarky guy and like low key than a guy who's going to be like PJ Flacken out there and like blasting energy in that regard. Which but I, I think that I think I think there's some. There's some bravado there in terms of like swagger, in terms of the type of guy he is. I, I think that that's where he and Paul differ the most, is the way that Jimmy carries himself. Yeah, and Jim Leonard is the one who last week in the prep week for Ohio State. He was the one mm-hmm. that said, you know, let's, you know, yes, it's just another game, but let's be honest, it's really not. That's a great point. And so he was the one. It seemed like he was the one that kind of made the statement quote about the Ohio State game. And he should definitely have some swagger. He's one of the best D coordinators in the country. And I think he's got the swagger. I think that can brush off against a team that really needs it because Wisconsin for years now has not, we always know that they were never going to be out hustled. They were never going to be outworked. And you could honestly say over the last couple of years that that's happened. And I think Jim Leonard has the potential to bring that swagger in to get these guys back to where they, where they can. And if they play the way that they're capable of playing, they can go better than five and two the rest of the schedule. Like in the big 10 West, if Wisconsin plays the way they, they can play, I don't see how they still can't find a way to at least get up near the big 10 West. I'm not going to go and say that they're going to, you know, all of a sudden win it, but if they play the way they're capable of playing, they're going to be right there at the end. Well, I think the biggest thing we'll see here, and and this is why I'm not totally sold on the record thing in terms of, of what might cost, because we don't know what Jim wants to do with the offense here to begin with. Like, he's going to have Ingram for the remainder of the year. There obviously can't do any wholesale changes where we're at right now. So he's kind of hamstrung by having a guy who wasn't his choice to run the offense, to run an offense that, it, that hasn't been working. And now we'll find out, in the coming weeks here, how much of that was Ingram and how much of that was, you know, Paul Christ in terms of the way the offense was functioning. But 
it'll be very interesting to see how we evolve over the course of these last seven games offensively. I know Leonard has said previously that he's a much more, he's a guy that with the, some of the RPO and things like that, he was a fan of because of how, how much of a strain it put on the offense or on, on the defense. I'm sorry. Um, so there's a lot of that. Some of those spread, you know, things he was a fan of, um, I think that he was he does lean a little bit more that way in terms of widening things out and opening it up and putting a strain in terms of space on the defense. Well, he should – and a really quick, uh, Mark, you're coming up next. We're going to get you on in one second here. And I appreciate everyone's patience, by the way. We're working through comments and people on the show. Obviously, I want to get to every, absolutely everybody because anybody that's giving time to this, I, I definitely want to give you the opportunity to put your voice out there. Um, I, I think it's interesting. The one point I made, I made this on the live show earlier – was this is a an audition for Jim Leonard? It's also an audition for for Bobby Ingram at this point. I think he's on a to mm-hmm. Justin's point. I think he's on a one year audition. And if it doesn't, because we don't know, and Justin's one hundred percent correct, we don't know if Paul Christ had his hand, how much his hands were in on the offense. So we're gonna see now. Like whatever shackles may or may not have been there are off. So it's an addition all the way around. Uh, Mark, I want to get you on the show quick. Uh, let's see, Mark joining the show. I think you're on mute, buddy. So, yep, uh, there's your off. What's up, man? Yeah, I'm surprised by the firing. I thought it was you know, a little early, but I'm just surprised by it. And I think as far as the finding a head coach, I think I think it should be – I think should go after uh, Chris Peterson, I think. Oh, yeah. Peterson, uh, I appreciate you jumping on the show, man. We're going to get uh, – You're welcome. No, I really appreciate it. So Chris Peterson's a, an interesting name. He was a guy that came up. We actually talked about him offline before we got on the show. He's a guy who came up. Um, kind of initially in the first uh, coaching uh, search when, uh, when Paul Chris ended up getting the job. Yeah. I think he has some, his family has some health issues. I don't know if he's interested in jumping back on, but his track record's pretty impressive. Uh, Chris, I, I want to get you on the show now, man. You've been in the queue for a while. What's going on, man? Hey guys. Great show. Um, you know, I was at the Washington state game and sitting in section D as the Badgers blew that, I, you know, you're looking across the field at that, at the upper ring, you could say Big Ten Championship 2010, 2011, 2012. And I thought to myself, who won those Big Ten Championships? It was Brett Bielema. Um, and I thought, I'll tell you what, October 1st is going to be a big game. You know, a lot of people, Wisconsin fans, think it's going to be a gimme. But after losing to Washington State, and then certainly after seeing what happened against Ohio State, I knew this was going to be a critical game. I did not expect the Badgers to, you know, uh, McIntosh to pull the plug midseason. It's never happened in Wisconsin football history that a coach has been fired midseason, to my knowledge. Um, But I give him credit for doing it. I think it needed to be done. I think uh, it was one of these things where you look at the situation. Is the situation going to get better uh, this season? Probably not. It's going to hurt recruiting. This still gives us a chance to have guys – say that are thinking about you know some other team or thinking about the badgers to say hey if we can turn some things around get some more energy on the team they're not going to write wisconsin off so i think it was a good move by mcintosh no i i appreciate the comment where are you calling from by the way mount horror nice so i want to kick it um to you guys but you you kind of on on board with what chris is saying here in terms of like it just had to happen i mean it the energy was in a really bad space. Like that, I the team was not reacting the way you'd want them to, based off of the way the early season has been going. It was not the fight was not there, and 
it's it's kind of been every game. Like I realized the Ohio State game was a little bit different because they got on us so fast, but we just completely collapsed in that game. Um, and then followed that up by basically as soon as we gave up the lead in the game against Illinois, the same thing happened. We just we just collapsed. Um, so yeah, I'm I would agree. I mean, it just seems like we we were trending in a bad direction with the the attitude of the team overall. If anybody yeah, ever looked like a defeated man, it was Paul Christ. Yeah. And and the team reflected that. We we looked defeated. And and that's why yesterday, you know, we said, listen, that's that's the death knell. And I thought there would I didn't think that that would be the last one this year. Now, I'm very excited for the rest of the season. I, I was not excited. It was like the green mile, like thinking about these games coming up every week mm-hmm. for the rest of the season before today. And so now I'm excited again. It feels good. And we know that either. Uh, and with the record thing, I guess my point on this is because I agree, like they want to see if Leonard can make it look different. But if it does look different, I feel like that's and, and better and things are, you know, things are progressing. I feel like that will be reflected in our record. Um, oh, yeah. You There's know, not a, like we're it's not, not a murderer's row coming no. up either. Right. Every game is winnable. That's left. Yeah we're not going to look significantly better and go three and four or something. So this was very purposeful the way that this was executed. Yeah. I think that Tommy on this is really good. And Chris, I uh, really appreciate the call, man. I hope you continue joining the show, contributing on discord. Really, really do appreciate it. I think you're dead on. Thanks, Chris. All right. uh, Coming up, we got Evan is coming up next. Rock Westfall. I got to take a really quick break. We just got to talk to a few, uh, talk about one of our sponsors quick. We're going to get right back into it. A bunch of comments, Rio, Derek, uh, Wendy, Brian, Timothy, Bryce. So much uh, that we want to get to. Really do appreciate everyone tuning in today. Uh, really quick, today's show is uh, brought to you by uh, BetOnline. BetOnline remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs and information. Um, it is all of your, your latest sports news. It is um, the best place for live in-game betting, futures betting. If you have a great read on who might win the Western Conference? Basketball is about to start up. Right? We were going to do a basketball preview show tomorrow. I put it in the Discord. Who wants to jump on a basketball preview show? Well, we're not doing that now. We got Paul Chris to talk about Wisconsin football, but we definitely want to get into basketball preview. That's coming up on Bet Online. If you want to get in the futures, who's going to win the Big Ten? Uh, NBA is about to start. You, y'all guys know if you've been listening to the show, I'm a Phoenix Suns fan. You know I'm still high on them. If you think they might win the Western Conference, maybe I'm a homer. Um, NFL futures, all that's on Bet Online. It's the number one spot for all your sports betting need, needs and information. <clears throat> Excuse me. Head to the betonline.net. Use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Again, just want to say a quick thank you to everybody listening, watching. Um, y'all are the reason this community is great. Everybody that's tuned in today from Justin to Rajiv, Scott, Dylan, Mark, Evan, Chris, et cetera, et cetera. This is all about the community, about lifting up voices. And I really do appreciate all y'all so much. Uh, let's get everyone back in the chat here. Let's get Evan on the show. He's been in the queue for a minute. Evan, what's going on, my man? Hey, how's it going? Uh, first off, just to say how much I love this show. I love what you're doing here. Uh, I absolutely love the post-game therapies. I've been, uh, I'm on the Discord, too, uh, Badgers0510. But uh, nice. anyways, uh, a few things. Uh, I mean, I, I'm just as big of as a uh, Wisconsin football fan as they come. I was at the game yesterday. Uh, I was about uh, I was on the 50, about five yards up. So I got to see the bench, the players. I was um, class of 2010, and so I uh, I really started following Wisconsin football. Bielema's, uh really Bielema's first year was uh, my freshman year. So 
Um, yeah, leaving the stadium yesterday, that, that was the worst Wisconsin loss I've ever seen. I was completely deflating. Um, I stayed for the entire thing, kickoff to the end. Absolutely felt like so deflating. Uh, flew back to Charlotte, North Carolina today. News broke. Actually, I was on the plane, so I looked at my phone, saw the 8 million uh, text message and whatnot. But um, feel like huge jolt of energy. Like, love the move. I was the Paul. I was the biggest Paul Chris defender. I mean, everything could be forgiven. Like mm-hmm. Washington State game, I could forgive that. I could even forgive the Ohio State game. Uh, but yesterday was just. I mean, getting blown out to Illinois at home. I just I could not forgive that. So uh, that was sort of a nail in the coffin for me. Um, love Leonard. Hoping that uh, he's a solution. I think he's probably in like a pretty tough spot at the moment. Uh, a little, I mean, we'll see what he does this weekend, but uh, I don't think the offense is like going to magically get better. I mean, I will say a couple of things. Um, I love Graham. Like, I think Graham's great. I know there's like a lot of Graham hitters. Like, they haven't been as many this year, but um, Graham's absolutely not the issue with the offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's really uh, two things. One, offensive line play is terrible, right? It's horrible. He can't run block. He can't pass block. It's terrible block. And the letter can't do anything about that, right? I don't know how he's going to. How he's going to turn the offensive line around? I don't really, I don't know how much uh, uh, offensive line play changes unless uh, unless Leonard just unless unless the team gave up on Chris and they were just like, truly sort of like um, let a fire on under them. I don't know if the offensive line is really going to get much better this season. So I think that puts Leonard in a little bit of a tough spot, and uh, uh, that's really the biggest thing. And then um, I guess the big like the only thing I'm hopeful for is that. Maybe uh, Paul Chris was sort of handcuffing Bobby, and uh, and like I think someone in Discord was talking about this. Just maybe, hopefully Bobby Bobby gets the keys and sort of uh, just get in formations uh, where where it's just not as predictable, right? I mean that's the thing that's just killing me. It's our formations are like like I would just love to see us like run out of the shotgun, right? Like just just give us a, like let's let's go wide, just like let's run out of the shotgun like, on first down. Let's line up the shotgun. Mertz is much more comfortable in the shotgun, right? So I don't know why we're taking. I mean, we like the whole take it under center, first and second down, and then uh, just obvious passing situation on third and long, where they can just sit back and you know, I mean, pick pick marks off. I, I mean, so anyways, um, super happy with uh, Leonard. Uh, I guess as interim, we'll see. I mean, I love it, man. No, we'll, hey, we'll see. thank thank you so much for the call. I, I want to kick over something you're saying to everyone else here, uh, Dylan. Start with you. Because I've actually thought Mertz has looked pretty good too. I see it. There's listen. There's a lot of people in our chat right now that we're going to get to that want Mertz gone, and I, I'm not saying they're wrong, but I I thought they gave up even with the, the interceptions. I thought they gave up on Mertz a little too early. Yeah, I the the first interception that Mertz threw yesterday that was it looked like it was slightly underthrown. It was also a good play by the defense. Can't really knock him on that. The second interception, I. You know, that's probably more on Graham, too. Uh, I'm also – I'm a Graham Mertz supporter. I've been a supporter uh, since day one. Um, and I think it'll be interesting to see how he plays now that we know for sure that this offense, there's a good chance it's going to be Bobby Ingram's, you know, handprint on it. So the, pro, the play of Graham Mertz is going to be really interesting um, moving forward this year. Scott? Yeah, I think it, you know, and we we talked about this in the offseason. It's can we put him in in all of our players into positions to succeed and and do a better job of that. I think this was one of the, you know, the big knocks I had on on PC's offense was 
it was very rigid in what he wanted to do and not necessarily playing to his players' strengths. And that that total inability to think outside the box. And, you know, I mean, coaches who do that, they might have success for a while, but it's going to pass them by, you know, and we've talked about it. If you don't adapt, if you don't evolve and he didn't adapt, he didn't evolve. I would love to see Graham. Yesterday was soul crushing to see him because you know that he had so much belief in this team and to see him for the first time, as I said yesterday, look out there like, man, we suck. Like that was the first time I've ever seen Graham Mertz look like that, you know, was yesterday. Did you guys mm-hmm. notice that too? He just looked the, defeated. I thought and the body so, language was really bad. I yeah, thought the body so, language all around was really bad. Was um, really quick, I mean, Evan, I want to say thank you. Uh, I'm just going to move you off really quick. Cause I think we have too many people almost on this stream now. And I think it's killing our, our video. Gotcha. All right, cool. But all right. I really, really do yeah, appreciate it. Please continue joining into the shows and, and on discord. Real I'd love quick. To hear more. Yeah, I will. I will real quick. If I can leave you with this question, um, please. Is how, how do you think we evaluate uh, Jim Leonard going forward uh, for this season? Right. I feel like this is a really trial for Leonard. I, I almost feel like he's a little bit set up to fail um, only because I don't know if his team can be prepared at this point for this season. Um, just worried that uh, I guess my biggest concern is that uh, we, we sort of miss that. We, if we don't end up hiring Leonard full time based on whatever the next couple games, we may lose out on like a great coach because because he, he's gone, right? If he's not head coach this year, then he, there's no way he's sticking around. He's, being he's not sticking year. around if it gets past. I would agree with that. So, so I just how do we evaluate him? What, what do we need? I mean, undefeated season, obviously, obviously he stays, right? Let's jump into so, that. Let's. Um, yeah, Evan, we're gonna definitely uh, jump in that. that. I, 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 wait, if he has two losses, if he drops the game to Minnesota, is he is he itch? That's a question. That's a good one. Um, I'm gonna kick you off just for a second, only because I yep. I think all we're good. losing all our good. video stream. Um, yep, but, all good. but we're definitely gonna chat that up. I, I think that's a good question. We talked about it a little bit earlier, Scott. You went in on it. I think we all did. But let's say I'm of the opinion again that this is kind of a broken team right now, and so I'm very interested in your guys' takes. I don't think you need to necessarily have a winning season. You need to see progress and improvement. Um, maybe if you go 500 the rest of the year, but I'm, what do you guys think? Like, is it fair to expect? And I know Scott, you talked about this, like, and I, I agree with your point that you got to show it at some point, like it is what it is, but this is kind of a broken offense. And I don't know how Leonard fixes that. Yeah. I real quickly. I just, I think that it's not fair And I think he's going to have to blow him away. He's going to have to surprise people because I think part of getting rid of Chris was them saying, we are done with this era. And if this guy who we like, but if this guy can blow us away and can turn the team around and just like guard did with the basketball team, they didn't want to hire guard, but he gave them no choice. Mm -hmm. If Leonard shows us that he can turn it around this broken offense in particular, um, and he gives us no choice, then we'll we'll hire him on. But I think that they are wanting to go in a different direction, whether it be fair or not. I, I think that this move shows that, that they are. I think that what they want to see is they want to see him grab this by the reins and prove that he can get them headed in the right direction. I don't have a record that I think they're going to have. I think that there there is more to this than just – what's happening on the field that they want to see out of whoever is in that role. They want yes. to see somebody who's going to take ownership of the program in general, whether that be from a marketing standpoint and pushing this team to kind of to maximize the value that's there, because there's a lot to offer with Wisconsin as a program. And I don't think they want the same thing. 
Like if, if Jim wants nothing to do with, with, you know, recruiting or marketing or anything else, I think that they're going to kind of look at it like, Hey, we've had this, this is not our, you know, the way we want to do this brand. You know, Alvarez was larger than life as coach and you have a lot to sell here as a program. I think that what does need to happen is he needs to look like he has a plan. He needs to look like he's implementing that plan and it needs to look like it's taking hold. And if that shows, then I think that that Leonard will be fine. They want him to take this position. Yes. He's going to be given some rope. Um, You know, there's, there's, there's been some hints out there. I've seen some things already from some of the writers out there saying that the, that McIntosh and them want Leonard to, to win this job. So it will be interesting to see how this plays. Now, if he falls on his face, yeah, I think we, we've got to make the switch. But if but, if he gets things pointing in the right direction, I think he'll be fine. Again, false on his face. And then Dylan, I want to kick it to you, but false on his face is kind of a relative term, right? That's that's the kind of that gray area that we're all this yeah. falls on your face mean you lose you win only Northwestern and Iowa and you lose yeah. two. And you're Purdue, not competitive Maryland. against say Minnesota and we just let I mean, let's be real here, guys. We just ran for two yards against Illinois at home. Oh, yeah. And that has nothing to do with Jim Leonard. Oh, so I just Scott, I'm totally with you, but I I think they're going to give him more rope. For whatever that means, I'm not sure. Uh, Dylan, I want to see what you think on this. I think they're going to give him a lot of rope, though. Yeah, I've seen the same thing that Justin's been seeing, too, from some of the beat writers, too, that this seems like this is Jim Leonard's job if he really wants it. But now he has to go out and show that he wants it. We have to see a game plan. We have to see we have to see improvement. We have to see energy. We have to see, you know, heart. We got to see everything, you know, these last remaining games. But I do agree that everything I've been seeing, it's Jim, it's Jim Leonard's if he wants it or not. How do you guys feel about – this is an interesting discussion. I saw this happening, um, and I talked about it on my live show a little bit. What do you feel about the staff in place right now, guys like Chris Herring, guys like Al Johnson, guys like Bob Bosted, people that are – maybe Bosted's not the greatest example, but – the other guys, right, that are more Chris tires. Uh, My honest impression is likely the entire offensive staff will probably be flushed or at least asked to prove that they deserve to be here. If, if it's me, the only two guys I consider probably keeping on the offensive side are probably going to be – I would still give Boasted a little more time because I think the offensive line room was in disrepair. And I think Whitted has proven himself to be a great Italian eva- talent evaluator mm-hmm. – and a guy who does a pretty good job with his receivers. You can see through the wide receiver room there. It just seems like this is a more athletic group. Um, they seem to be getting open more. And I agree with Bolstead too. The offensive line isn't where Bolstead wants it to be. He wants. He doesn't really want any rotations. He wants his best five out there, and he hasn't really had a chance to really see yet who his best five really are yet. With early injuries to Mallman and Jack Nelson missed a game too. Um, but I think Bob Wilson needs a little bit more time for sure. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna run back to um, my comment about the rest of the season with Leonard. Um, if whether they want to keep him or not, I, I guess it's like if if we go out and we have a couple more 25, 30 point losses. He's going to make that decision for them. And, and like mm-hmm. I said, whether it's yeah. fair or not, and whether and the offense is totally broken right now, um, I think this was still the best case scenario because he still gets a trial run. 
And um, we get to see at least a little bit of what it'll look like under him. We'll get to see him at the helm. We'll get to see those things like post gamers. He'll have a chance to pick up some pieces on the recruiting trail here at the end, maybe score a couple wins. We don't really know what's actually going to happen with that. Can he be a, a better ambassador for the program? All of those things. But in my heart of hearts, I still have to think that Macintosh doing this, it was a statement and it is things have got to change and look dramatically different. And if they don't, I think that they're going to go a different direction because they know with these two new teams coming in soon with Nebraska, gonna who's going to hire a big time name as well. Like they've got to make this right. And this Macintosh is, is tied to this decision now. He's tied to the firing of Chris and he's tired to he's tied to whoever he replaces him with. This is the flagship program of that athletic department. We talked about it yesterday. He's got to get this right. He's not going to just be like, you know, it's his job is going to depend on getting the right hire for this program. That's a great, great point, man. And he staked it early, right? Like, I, I think we all have to take a step back and at a strategic level, we're kind of getting into the nuances here, which I think is awesome. It's part of what this show is about getting, a, you know, three, four people on Chop It Up. But at the strategic level, McIntosh could have waited a couple of years. Like, he just got hired on. He's got job security. He didn't have to do this right now. Him doing this right now is putting himself out there in a spot that he didn't need to be in. Uh, I think he gets a lot of credit for that in my book. Yeah. He, he wants to prove that he's not – you know, a lapdog for the previous regime. I, I think that he wants to prove that he knows what he's doing and that he can he can run this. And this was his opportunity to prove, hey, if this isn't working, I'm not afraid to make changes if things need to be done. Yeah, some ways, AD, you have to put your you have to put your handprint on some of the stuff too. I think this mm-hmm. is a this is his way of doing it. Are we? So uh, I think Dylan, you mentioned this actually talking about recruiting a little bit. I think we've all touched on it, though. Is there any concern from you guys that some of the recruiting, current recruiting class could fall apart a little bit? We had a comment earlier in the chat that I didn't get to, but they asked about, you know, is there potential for maybe transfers from the program now? Mass transfers is the word they used. This this could go a couple ways, right? Like, certainly, I think we can acknowledge the fact that that Jimmy could have a big impact here on a recruiting trail, but be prepared to lose a couple guys, potentially, um, and maybe be prepared to lose some people inside the program that you didn't expect to lose. I don't know. Like I, I'm trying to think of who we would. We don't have a quarterback recruit, which I think likely would have been the one mm-hmm. that I would have considered a possibility. Um, I think some recruits will see instability though, and other programs will come. Like Joshua Keys is a guy that's been mentioned in places. That's recruit. That's a chance where I think it all depends on how the program handles it. If they if they're pushing out there, hey, we think Jim's going to be the guy, then you might have a chance to hold on to that. Now, even if he's not the guy they may be signed by the time that that's already done. Now, obviously they have the opportunity to transfer out, but he probably will still be the front of the program at that point in time, you know, unless they really find somebody they like. Yeah. I think it's hard to say where, where we're going to be at recruiting. Um, I think you, I think there's the possibility that you're going to lose potentially a couple of key players in the portal. Um, well, well Cole I, Brown, not to cut you off, but Cole Brown in the comments, and I haven't got to a bunch of comments yet today, but Dylan, to your point, and I'll let you comment on this. Uh, he said Mertz will probably transfer. I, I think that's too, I think that's too early to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. I Listen, if, if Engram gets the offense rolling, 
and he he has a good rest of the year, do you think he still leaves? I don't know if I do. I don't know if that means Ingram will be back after this year, but if Mertz plays well the remainder of the year, and he's like, there's something to be said for how a player feels being at this. Now, I, Mertz did love Chris. There's, there's no denying that. The question then becomes, does he feel like he can be successful at Wisconsin, and does he believe in what, what they're potentially going to try and do? He'll get to feel a feel for that for the remainder of the season. That's true. Or potentially whoever, if say if Leonard takes this, he'll likely have a pretty good idea who's going to be coming in as an offensive coordinator. And it may not even be somebody that's in the college ranks. Can I, I really quickly point out the fact that maybe Mertz wasn't the happiest with a super heavy run first offense either. Like oh, yeah. maybe, maybe Mertz it wasn't is, what he played in high school at all. It's it's not. And I think they're. I, I have no idea. I don't know the re- personal relationship between Mertz and, Mertz and Chris. Everything, or Chris, and everything they've said has been really positive in terms of that. Uh, to Justin's point, but we don't actually know if Mertz is like really thrilled with this offense either. Mm-hmm. If I'm a quarterback and I'm constantly running on first down, I'm not. Mertz may kind of like this in a way. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's. I, I. I'm not saying one way or the other. Um, I want to yeah. ask you guys this. Oh, go ahead, Scott. Mertz, <laughs> I was thinking about this uh, watching that OSU game. Mertz has to have had a few moments where he's just looked around and been like, OSU, Georgia, Alabama, Notre Dame all wanted me. Yeah. And all I had could, offenses better for better fit yeah, for him. I could have been there. I thought I was going to come here. And let's be honest, like kind of got sold a bill, a bill of goods. Like that recruiting class with Julius Davis and um, – uh, <laughs> his name our tight end who just got hurt his brother's an offensive lineman at a yeah their whole thing was we're gonna bring a national title we're gonna bring a natty here right and none of it that was that was the recruiting class that was gonna take us over to the top that was our Mm -hmm. best recruiting class and it all fell apart like it all fell apart like Mertz has to be looking I'm sure there's some accountability on his end but it was he was not set up for success. He's constantly put behind the eight ball and third and seven, where they know that we're going to pass the ball. And we're, you know, I mean, and our offensive line is historically not a good pass blocking and that offensive line. And then this year, it's been absolutely horrendous. Last year as well, with each just getting throttled. Um, so there has to be some excitement from Mertz. I would say. I don't know if he's going to say that publicly, but he has. I'm sure, to. he won't. Yeah, like I'm sure he won't say it publicly, but I, I could totally see you or agree with you thinking that internally he's like, maybe I could I could throw it more, and they don't let me throw it more. Yeah. Um, I want to start wrapping up here because I've already kept you guys for an hour. I think we've got it through everybody in the queue. If you didn't get in on the queue, um, I, I have had some issues before where we had too many people try to join at once. So if, if you feel like you should have got in, uh, it's probably what happened. There's been a a thousand comments, and I just can't get to them all. I've been trying to put them up as we go. I apologize if I don't get to them believe i've said it before that's a that's a limitation on my technical abilities it's all on me i do kind of want to go around the table with with y'all and kind of get any like last big points and dylan i want you to definitely talk about the work you do at wisconsin heroics as well so people can find your awesome stuff i know you guys are going to be all over this news so uh let's actually start there dylan let people know where they can find your work what you do because i know you guys are going to be all over this story as it as it progresses yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Dylan Bluebolts, and you can follow Wisconsin Sports Heroics at WI Sports Heroics. We have a really good, really good uh, Badger team for Badger football and Badger basketball. Um, you know, we live tweet games, and we have consistent content going out. So a lot of great group of writers. So if you get a chance to follow us, I'd really appreciate it. 
Uh, it's, it's really insightful. They put out a ton of content and for all Wisconsin sports. So I imagine that's not Great. me. I'm only a Badgers fan. Like all my other teams are out of Wisconsin, but a lot of people listening to the stream, I'm sure are, are Brewers, Bucks, Packers. So they put they out a ton of work. content. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Work. Go follow them for sure. Um, and then Dylan, let's finish up on this for you. And I want to go around to Scott and Justin as well. Big picture takeaways, any final thoughts, anything that you think we got to talk about more? Um, what do you think to wrap this up? Uh, it's not, not a great, I don't think it's a day that, you know, we all really wanted to happen. This is a day that unfortunately had to happen. Um, but I think that this gives us a chance to kind of wipe the slate clean, start fresh. And at the end of the day, everything in the big 10 West is still ahead of Wisconsin. The big 10 West is wide open. So I think, you know, there's a couple positives that come out of this. Um, Paul Chris, great guy, wish nothing but the best for him. Um, unfortunate that this had to happen, but it, it had to happen. Justin, let's let's kick it over to you. Sure. Final thoughts, um, big picture uh, well, here. Well, as I've said before, this is this is a major milestone for Wisconsin, where they have an opportunity to push their their program into the next level. Like now, now you can modernize everything, and this is a chance for you to make a statement in college football that we're not okay with mediocrity. We're we're coming for the top. Now, we may not be winning national titles, but Wisconsin pushing to where they were before in that 2017 year is what they they have a chance as a program to say that this is this is our expectation. You know, we want Big Ten championships. We catch, you know, Ohio State in a down year or whatever. We want titles. We want opportunity to be pushing into this playoff. And we're not going to be accepting eight and five. Nine and four is a record that's that's what we do here. We want to we expect 10 wins plus. Yeah, Scott. Yeah, it was a line in the sand, obviously. And it's really good to see. Um, we don't really have to hear the, you know, what if we turned into Nebraska? Because we were we were on our way. We were getting there. And um in the off season, we had this conversation. I We've all said it, how much we love Paul, and it and it's a bummer, but it is a new start. It feels like a uh, the dawning of a brand new day. There was no excitement from myself. I'm sure I can speak for most folks for the rest of this season. I, I, I read a lot of message boards yesterday, and 99% of the comments were, they need to do what they did today. And um, so it, there was, you know, a lot of people talking about how they weren't going to renew their season tickets, et cetera, et cetera. I'm sure that they felt that they had to have felt that, you know, there's a lot of pressure. So um, he had, he made, we didn't have to, but kind of had to make this move and he knows that he's tied to it, which again tells me that if fair or not, if Leonard doesn't come out and make this team look completely different, that they will go on a nationwide search and they will get in a big name. If Minnesota can get one of the best young and up and coming coaches in the nation and PJ Fleck, which he was, we can admit that or not, but if we're going to be honest, he was Western Michigan was a ranked team playing in a new year's six bowl game and mm -hmm. they got PJ Fleck. He's taken Minnesota to new Heights. Wisconsin has better resources. It's, it's a better place. Uh, we've got a lot of history there. I think that that hasn't been spoken about a lot. We've got multiple Rose Bowls. When we're talking the last 30 years, you know, it's like us in Ohio State 
in the Big Ten have been to the most Rose Bowls. So and um, one of the best college towns in the country. Yeah. 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 One of the like top three, top five. And so it's reestablishing that um, that culture that we kind of lost and whether that is in, you know, the old guard or, or new order, um, you know, we shall see, but I'm excited for the rest of the season. Now that's the biggest thing today. I'm excited for the rest of the season. And uh, I think there's gotta be a lot of envious Iowa fans who know that this will never happen at Iowa. And speaking of that, yeah, Doc P with a comment, try being an Iowa fan with an OC. That's a coach's kid and will never be fired. Uh, I can only imagine if you're in Des Moines right now, right? And your offense has been terrible. And the offensive coordinator is the coach's kid and doesn't get fired. And they're watching Paul Chris get fired when he's won 70% of his games in Madison, right? And I think that's where I want to end. And I, I definitely, once again, Justin, Scott, Dylan, you guys are all awesome. You're all smarter than I am. And you guys, people like you are what makes this show awesome. Uh, all the people in the community chatting it up. I can't get to all your comments. I'm sorry, but I read every single one of them. Y'all are awesome. This is the best Badgers community, um, and it's because of everyone that's able to join it. Um, I, I, my big takeaway, and it's kind of what Scott was saying, it's it's something we've all talked about. Badger fans should be very excited that this program gives a crap. I mean, it, it's as simple as that. It's This program really gives a crap because if they didn't, they wouldn't spend whatever the buyout is. We had a comment earlier that the buyout's actually going to be less than the reported amount. But it's still going to be a buyout. It's not going to be a hundred dollars. Like there's a lot of money put into this, and they're not, you know, they're not being complacent. Like they see a problem and they're addressing it. So, I think if there's one thing from I'm taking out of it, and not speak to anyone else, but it's that, like this this organization, this administration is committed to not being mediocre, like Justin said. So, I'm excited about that. We're going to continue to have a ton of comment uh, content on this going forward. Obviously, we got to see how Jim Leonard plays out, the staff plays out. We didn't even talk about the rest of this year. That's probably going to be an upcoming show because we've already kept you an hour. But does Bobby April, the defensive coordinator now, you know, where does where does uh, some that of that seems play like from? an absolute lock? I would yeah. think so. But, you know, we're, we're coached down now. And mm-hmm. it, there's there's stuff to talk about just in the season that we didn't even get to. So uh, we're going to get to all of that. Again, between the three of you guys, I really appreciate all your time. I kept you here for an hour. Um, definitely follow Dylan. Uh, the other two have Twitter as well. I didn't ask you guys, but they don't have a website. So um, we'll definitely put that information in the show notes as well. All you guys so much. Thank you. On Wisconsin, we're going to talk again tomorrow, and we're going to wrap up the show there.